0: you're having a wonderful long holiday weekend. I know Rich and I are, which is why we don't have an episode this week. (laughs) So we're going to do a best of and I was scrolling through all the past episodes and one that really jumped out at me was from way back in 2017. Episode 10 with comedian Erica Rhodes. Erica was already a successful comic back during our interview. But has really achieved some amazing things since. She's now a nationally touring comedian. Her hit comedy album, Sad Lemon, is on iTunes and it's a favorite. It's also Killing on YouTube. Her comedy special, La Vie and Rhodes, was shot during the pandemic at the Rose Bowl and I was there. Everyone was sitting in their cars like a drive-in and they would honk their horn at Erica's every punchline. It was It was epic. She also crushed on NBC's Bring the Funny, and she's not stopping. I find her very inspiring. Here's my interview with Erica Rhodes. So, well, we just, you know, it's so funny because I've known of you and I've seen you around town, and we've been at the same open mics at Hollywood Improv, and um, but we actually did not meet until recently at your variety show.
1: Yes, thanks so much for coming to that. I
0: absolutely love loved it.
1: Aww. I
0: thought it was just so well produced and original. It's the first time I've ever been to a variety show where there was actually a Q&A. <laughs> And I thought that was so original and cool oh, and entertaining.
1: Yeah, when I first started it, and I'll just say it's called the Nightlight Comedy Show. For okay, them. excellent, um, excellent. But uh, when I first started, I knew I wanted it to be like kind of different type show. And I'm still trying to find its voice, I think, a little bit. But the interview sort of came later. I was like, oh, that'd be kind of fun to do an interview thing. And I have never thought yeah. I was a very good uh, interviewer, but... You were great. But I think I'm getting better at it just by doing it. I'm sure you feel that way. I like do podcast. Yeah, you know what
0: really helps me is I really like to already have a rapport with my guests. Yeah, that you know, as as time you know, as we transition into more and more episodes, that's not going to be the case. But thus far, I've had a rapport or somewhat of a rapport, so it kind of helps. Yeah, and you know, and I could really feel that rapport that you had with the director. Oh yeah, a play yeah. town.
1: Yeah, exactly. It was like yeah. the first. First director I ever worked with ten years ago it was like the Amazing. first film that I ever uh, starred in, and so. I could
0: feel there was a, a little bit of a paternal factor on his end. Yeah, and I thought that was really sweet.
1: Yeah, he really is is the person that convinced me to move to LA. Whoa, so, okay, yeah. So,
0: so you're from Newton, Massachusetts. Yes. And we have another thing in common. Your mother is a violinist.
1: Yeah. Do and you play violin?
0: I don't play violin, but my father is a classical guitarist.
1: Oh, that's so cool. And, uh,
0: but your mother is a professional violinist with the Boston Pops. Yes. So amazing. Yeah. Now, would you say that that kind of uh, was very influential on you in terms of getting into the arts or how did yeah. that all?
1: Well, I mean, I started, uh, I-, I was going to be a cellist. I play cello. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, what a beautiful instrument. I know. It's, it's the best one, objectively speaking. <laughs> well, there's just
0: something really powerful. It just has such a deep-rooted sound.
1: Yeah. And I love the
0: cosmetic look of it. And there's just something about a woman playing the cello too. I, know. I just it's, think it's I'm especially I'm really don't
1: have to drag it around with me anymore. Yeah. Like I had so many people thinking they were being really clever by saying, Are not you don't you wish you played flute? You know, because like especially when I played it, I was like this little girl with this huge, carrying around this huge cello, and people always said, Don't you wish you played flute? And I'd be like, No. Yeah, you <laughs> because
0: you're original. You're a leader. <laughs> However, that that cello must have been heavier than you. It, it must have yeah. been bigger than you. That's
1: one thing I love about stand-up is it's just needs you i Your love that you just you yes you know? and like every other art form you need some sort of tool or instrument or you know even as a musician you need um like often you need other players you, you do. know you need you do. A accompanist or you need like the other Sound. orchestra yeah you need, you need so many other things you need the music stand you need the yeah. chair you need the you know it's so many th- requirements whereas stand-up is just like I could use a mic, but even if there isn't a mic...
0: We can project. We can still do it.
1: Yeah, you can still do it.
0: <laughs> We've been on the stage enough where we yeah, know how to project. Yeah, you just
1: need your voice. That's it.
0: Well, you know, a lot of our friends are having open mics in their backyards now. Oh yeah, and it, I think that's really that's very cool. Yeah, I think it's there's something kitschy and cool there about it. There
1: could be it. an open mic in this backyard. There could be it's a big
0: backyard. <laughs> it's a big yeah, line. thanks to Jason, yeah. the producer <laughs> of the show. Which there would be no show thanks, if it Jason. weren't for Jason. <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful and it's it's really um, yeah. I I don't know. I mean, I I like going to the those kind of open mics but i always find myself texting a friend just in case i go missing
1: oh yeah <laughs> Like, have you ever- it's like I'm going to someone's <laughs> house. Um, have you met them before? No. Yeah. What time like, is it? Like midnight. Yeah. Do you know anyone else going? Not really. I'm sure. Like I'll recognize people there. It's just <laughs> listed In on the comedy alley. bureau. Yeah.
0: yeah the back bureau. alley. Usually,
1: if it's on the comedy bureau, it's legit. And it's
0: know. it's called the murder room. Yeah. But you
1: know, yeah. This is when you really know you've been doing comedy for a little while. Is when you start <laughs> like so my friend. My friend was saying, yeah, last night I did a show. In, a, in basically in a fireplace, and I was like, "Oh, I know that fireplace." <laughs> <laughs> so, how
0: did uh, the stand-up comedy come about? And. In-
1: um, I just I, I guess with the acting just felt kind of like really frustrating. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel like I had any control over anything. And uh, I just kept kind of hitting walls with it, you know, like I, yeah. I wasn't really booking any TV stuff. I would audition and nothing. And because I grew up doing the radio show, I was so used to performing all the time. I really felt like there was like a hole. Where you know, like, I didn't have that opportunity all the time. I would guest, st- I would go on the show once in a while, but I wasn't ever like a regular on it. So it's like I really needed that outlet, like some sort of creative outlet. And so I just sort of like jumped into it and started doing it. And as soon as I started doing it, like s- certain things started falling in place, and it was like, oh, this is way more what I'm supposed to be doing.
0: You know, um, I've acting. seen your set, I've you know, different sets a couple of times. And what I really appreciate about your comedy and your style is you're not afraid to take beats.
1: Oh, thanks! Yeah, and, and it's
0: really um, I think a, a very seasoned comic that has the confidence to take beats, oh, sort of like thanks. a Tignataro style. Yeah, you know, and um, you know, I, I think a lot of comics are petrified. Of silence. That's
1: true. Yeah, yeah. And they'll kind of rush through. They'll, things. they'll rush
0: through. And 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 with your jokes, um, I find them to be a, a little bit more on the um, cerebral. Yeah, uh, you know they're they're articulate and they make you think. Mm -hmm. I mean, but they are cerebral and and so it takes a it takes a beat, right? And you're not afraid to take that beat and do it in this quirky (laughs) way, and then it's really funny. Oh, thanks. And I really know I noticed it. I, I saw your set at improv, and I really noticed it as host. And that's you're you're a very very riveting host and that's oh
1: thanks I uh, that's kind hosting of a rarity is like the hardest thing to me like, I think it's, it's hard really hard so like when I d- decide to host my own show like every time I host I'm like I hate hosting but I do think it makes you stronger comic really to host. yeah because I think it is harder Than just doing a set. You know now like when I do it just a set. It feels so easy. Because we're hosting. Right. Hosting you're juggling a bunch of things. Like you have to really be in the moment. You have to be able to do crowd work or material. Depending on what the situation calls for. Mm -hmm. It is interesting doing things that you don't think you're good at. And people saying you're really good at that. Because like the two things I think are not. I'm not good at are interviewing And hosting, and I make myself do both of those things. And people say, "You're really good at those two things." You're really good at those two things. Interesting that sometimes you don't want to do the things that you're good at, or like you feel like you're not good at the things you you know. It's it's interesting. Well,
0: maybe you know, if if I feel that I'm not good at something, I put more effort into it.
1: Yeah, maybe. So maybe you have to be more on. You're on,
0: and you're prepared. Yeah, and and that could be. So it's just you're shining. You're shining it. I love that variety show so much. I'm so happy you like it. It
1: really means a lot to me because, you know, every month I, you know, I was telling you earlier, every month I'm like, should I do it or should I just stop? Like, am I getting anything out of it? I don't, you know. And then every month somehow I end up doing it again. Yeah. (laughs) And then, but I always get really positive feedback. So I'm like, well, people seem to like it. So why would I stop doing it if people really like it. I was surprised at the space, too. Yeah, it's nice, right? Yes. What is it called again? It's called uh, the open space. The open space.
0: And it's like a cafe. And then, but there's this really kind of speakeasy
1: thing going on (laughs) in the back. Yeah, it has like a little black box theater. I really like the vibe and the sound quality is really good, you know, for musicians and everything. So. So how
0: did you find, how did you source the talent? You had some big talent.
1: Yeah, I get some of the talent through my manager because he a lot of stand-ups. Um, this one, who did I? Oh, I had the Sklar Brothers. So I've met yeah. the Sklar Brothers a bunch at like uh, festivals and stuff. So
0: good. So they,
1: yeah, they were really good. They were so
0: funny. I once
1: met them. I, I met them at Moon Tower Comedy Festival in Austin and we were, I think we had a show or something or, or we met at the bar after the show like it was like a lot of comics hung out there and then they're were like we're getting we're getting some you know early br- uh, breakfast will you come with us and it was like 3 a.m and I'm like I have to do an interview tomorrow and I was like oh fu-. they were like no, come on you know we we're only here a couple days so I went and we had like this fun breakfast and we hung out and then I had like an hour sleep and I show up to this interview it was like you know local tv station I was like all hungover, and they're asking <laughs> they're asking me like have you met any other comics here and I'm like yeah I had breakfast at the Sklar brothers I'm like I just, uh, and they're like anyone else, and I'm like, um, just the Sklar brothers. And, like they just came up the entire interview, and like all I talked about was the Sklar brothers <laughs> So I couldn't think of anything else. It was like the last memory I had, you know. Uh,
0: <laughs> but they're they're kind of they've been on um a lot of shows.
1: And yeah. I think, it, but they're,
0: yeah, so they're they, really
1: nice guys. They were like so cool. They hung out after the I, show. Really? And, yeah. Yeah. So no, nice. I,
0: yeah. They were, um, it was just a good vibe. No one wanted to leave.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know. I loved yeah. that.
0: Yeah. That's always a good sign. It's that exactly. It's if people
1: linger, otherwise, yeah, if people didn't like the show, they'll, they're out of there. Yes. <laughs> they are, do not linger well, I really um, I really respect the fact that
0: you're not waiting around for people to come to you, you're creating it, yeah, and that's kind of a common a commonality of all the guests on the show thus far. It's creatives that are just working hard and not waiting, you know, not waiting around. I mean, they're like,
1: I keep feeling like I keep thinking, oh, I'll do this one thing and then something will come from it. But it's mm -hmm. it's not, it doesn't really happen. It's kind of like, no, you just have to keep making your own stuff. Like, it's not like you do stuff to get something from it. Mm -hmm. You do it for the sake of the doing it. And then you do another thing for the sake of doing it. And then you just keep on making stuff. That's what I'm realizing. It's like no one's ever going to just give you stuff. Right. (laughs) It
0: it takes a minute to, it took me a minute to get my head around that. I
1: know. And it
0: always perplexes me when I meet an actor, for example, and that's all they do.
1: Yeah, and I'm
0: like, oh goodness, good luck. You just
1: can't. You gotta imagine, just yeah, doing that. just
0: doing that. You kind of have to do so much more, and it can be exhausting. Exactly. What do you do for balance? I don't think I have balance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have that in common as well. Yeah, I don't think I have. <laughs>
1: Like I'm trying, I, I'm honestly making an effort to have more balance. And one thing I've been doing is reading more. Reading oh, has fun. really been helping me because it gets me out of my head, gets me off social media, gets me off like the same patterns of thinking. I feel like I'll go, I I'm kind of neurotic. So I feel like I'll like, I'll be thinking the same thought like all for an hour. And, and if you read, you're forcing yourself to focus on something else Yes. and you, it helps your brain, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I don't know. It's actually been helping a lot
0: it takes you to another place yeah it's a it like an escape
1: i think i i have to do it more with fi- like i like non-fiction but non-fiction doesn't isn't really an escape it's kind of like you're still you're learning. But it's nice.
0: You know, you're you're thinking about something else besides yourself and your goals and your. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I get so in my head. I know me, too. You know, in this town. And there's just so much I want to do. And I never understand when someone says they're bored. Me
1: neither. That's one thing I don't get at all. There's there's never enough time to do. There's never
0: enough time. And I just get overwhelmed. And my new thing is just trying not to overly Uh, not to overdo it every day and not to cram too many things into one day because...
1: Do you have a normal schedule? Like do you wake up at the same time every day? I don't. I really want to be one of those people. I want to
0: be one of those people.
1: (laughs) I I can't seem to be one of those... Yeah. Bal- like to me, like a lot of people are like, that's where you get balances. Wake up at the same time every day, do the same routine in the morning, and I really wish I could be like that, I, but know, I haven't figured I think, that out.
0: I think part of it, and you know, to in our defense, I think mm-hmm. being. Being a comic and having to go either to a show or an open mic till one thirty, I know, or sometimes two a.m. depending yeah. on how you know and the location of it, and then settling for me, like it takes me a minute to to rev down from it,
1: right? You know, yeah. whether I've done well or whether I've done
0: poorly. I know, me too. <laughs> I have to it calm really down. takes
1: me a while to. Plus, so, I'm such a night owl. Like at night, I feel really revved up yeah. to do stuff and work and. But I I think I need to get up earlier though. Some, sometimes I get up early, but then I just don't get going with my day. Like if I don't have something I have to do. What is your process of writing comedy, writing your material? Um, I used to try to... For, well, I try to do a lot of free writing where like... I write just three pages. Have you ever done The artist Way? I have. Yeah. I did that in New York. That is pretty, I think it's pretty helpful. Like at least the writing part to the write ring. three pages. And I don't think it has to be in the morning, but just write three pages a day of nonsense. Like it can be like total junk, total trash mm-hmm. and kind of get out like whatever you're, you know, because I was saying like, you, I think the same thought over and over and over again. Yes. And to, if you just repeat that on, the, on paper, it kind of flushes it out and then later on it's like a delayed reaction i'll suddenly get an idea and then it'll be a joke somehow you have a plethora of followers on twitter yeah what do
0: you use do you use twitter to write jokes or yeah i
1: kind of do or just like thoughts that might not be jokes i use in my act but something i just want to that's kind of funny to me
0: (laughs) yeah you know yeah in the moment I like Twitter for writing jokes because it's, yeah. uh, you know, 140 characters right. are perfect. Right. It
1: forces you to be succinct. Right. Yeah. Yes, it yeah. does.
0: And it's sort of, you know, productive in that way. That's true. And you get feedback right away. You get right really? away. You yeah. know if a joke bombed or not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you delete if a joke doesn't do well? Sometimes, or-, <laughs> or if I like
1: hate it. I notice anything I write after midnight, I usually like wake up thinking, what did I just, well, that's not funny. And I'll delete it. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> like of midnight. Tweet after midnight.
0: What was your what was your experience like at midnight? Because just watching that show. I was actually my cousin is the editor, was the oh, editor. Cool. Clark Burnett. And um and I, so I would go in the studio in the audience, and I would watch. I would just I was just there for the, for the free crafty. Oh, that, oh yeah, yeah, it's amazing Got crafty a lot of M&Ms. <laughs> But I would get anxiety for the for the comics on the show because it, it looked like a lot of pressure because it was live.
1: Yeah, I mean we had some preparation before. I don't know if I'm allowed to I say. I wondered that. about yeah, that. I'm not allowed to. Well, there, a, oh, it's, it's over canceled. now. It's over now. Yeah, I think it's we could now. we could
0: we could divulge all their dark secrets. Yeah,
1: but we had some preparation time. Not a lot, maybe like an hour. Oh, okay. So it's not like you get something the day before where you no, can... No, the day of and, you know. But they have writers too who work with you and you kind of, you go back and forth with ideas beforehand and everything. It's still kind of a lot of pressure. Yeah. The first sh- time I was really nervous. And then the second and third... I never won. I kept thinking I might win and I never won. Oh, I was on well. three times. It's fixed. I don't know know. if I can say that or not, but yeah, no, I I I knew it was fixed, but I thought that eventually they'd fix it so that I would win. Right, (laughs) right. I can't even win if it's fixed.
0: (laughs) No, I actually don't know if it's fixed, but yeah, no. But it was uh, so that that must have been exciting, though. It was fun. Yeah, Yeah, it was cool. And in terms of contacts, meeting yeah other people, it's like a good credit and yeah, yeah, good exposure. And what about new girl? What was that like?
1: Um that because that's pretty I didn't huge. have any lines on it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I was get... well, I mean I, I was a co star, so I, I played oh, the nurse. Well. Everyone thought I had lines because I had two kisses. I kissed When you kiss I, it's I, a yeah, co star. I yeah. That happened to me on I baskets. Kissed. Oh really? I kissed. Who so did it's you like kiss? um some guy. <laughs>
0: uh, no. Yeah, yeah. He was uh, just a, another fellow actor. Uh-huh. But yeah, I didn't realize if you kiss, they have to give you a bump.
1: Yeah, and they gave me, I got a name yeah. and everything. So yeah, two kisses and like I had a name. And mm-hmm. But a lot of people thought I had, when I told them I didn't have lines, they're like, you didn't? I, like, you seemed like, because I was important to the plot, you know? Yeah. But... But then I did modern. I had a small part in Modern Family, and I had a small part in Veep. So those were like those headlines. So those I, were cool. That must have been really cool. Yeah, Modern Family was really cool. I mean, they were both Veep. Actually, probably more people saw Veep than anything I've done so well, far. Well, um, definitely, I love Veep. But going yeah. back to Modern
0: Family, kudos because they never have guest stars. That is such a cemented. Oh, really. Yes it's so that. difficult to get on that show oh. so kudos for that oh thanks yeah it's just really rare so oh, if they do cool. have a guest star open i can't even imagine the thousands of actors you probably I went know. against and you won erica rhodes yeah and to you so <laughs> oh,
1: thanks yeah the part yeah. was kind of perfect for me it was like an ex-babysitter of one of the kids and they run into me at the uh, at the um, computer store because they get porn stuck on their computer. So like and I come up and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so good to see you. Look how grown up you <laughs> are. And they're all freaked out because there's porn. and He's like, that's my old babysitter. And I'm like, remember when you asked me to marry you? I love you, Ann, You know, oh. <laughs> so I like do an imitation of him. It was kind of like just perfect, you know, for um, my demeanor. We, it sounds really
0: comedic. Would you yeah. say that your comedy kind of, not typecast, but people just naturally Put you in a, a a a comic, you know, the comedy category. Because yeah, you're
1: I mean, it's it's probably mostly my voice. You know, I just have a comedic voice. That's one thing that like I I talk about in my act too, like. I have a joke where I'm like, I once had a class with David Mamet and that's true. And he was like, if you don't fix your voice, you'll never have a career. Wow. And so far he's right. So
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> like maybe you should have listened to him. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's really funny.
1: Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I think if I, if I decided to really work on my lowering my voice, you know, I could do more no. dramatic stuff, but I think my voice makes me comedic. I think it's, uh, it's
0: yeah. It's what makes you, you. Yeah. Right? you have to cultivate it. You have it. a
1: great voice. Do you do voiceovers? No, I voice- don't. No?
0: I've, and, and I have been told. I have such a good like, lower voice. I've been told that it's too low. What? Yeah. No. I've been told that I have to work on my, well, not too low, but I, I can get nasally because I'm from the Midwest. It's not nasally though. And, oh, it's low. Uh, yeah. It's opposite so it's, of nasally. I and think. I have a little bit of us with my ss. Oh, I
1: do too, I think. And, yeah.
0: And that's something that I can get really mm. self-conscious of I because I cute. let I let people p- put that in my head. Right. And, you know, we. I just, I'm kind of a sensitive actor, right? Yeah. I and mean, we get a little bit when it's like a criticism.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, plus it's like hard. It's similar to changing the way you look. Like changing your vo- your voice is so much a part of you. It's like am I going to really change that like yeah it's like, there's yeah
0: and yeah someone smart and really experienced recently told me Sarah you just have to you have to embrace it like Cindy Crawford embraces her mole <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's you yeah, that's it's just that's, that's just you. how you talk exactly. and you have to embrace it and, that's what I've and, tried and to never do think my about voice. it Yeah. yeah yeah this, exactly. is, this is Erica Rhodes it's your yeah. your thing it's your brand I love it, it because it adds like this quirk you know very quirky <laughs> kind of friendly
1: yeah l- that's probably familiar true. tone. Uh huh. Oh, thanks. Well, also, yeah, a lot of actors have weird voices. I think I've noticed that more. Early comedic actresses, yes. have weird high yes. voices.
0: Like, but you know, if if it was, it, we have to be distinctive.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Or
0: yeah. we're just gonna amalgamate blend, with a mass of Blend in. Of Yeah, you don't want to want to be actors in not, this town. Yeah. Do you have anything coming up? Do you have a current? I mean, well, the Um, Variety Show, that's a lot of work. Yeah. uh, Yeah.
1: uh, My next one's October 30th. I already have it booked. I've got Laurie Kilmartin headlining. I love Laurie Kilmartin. And I've got Deborah Giovanni on there, and she's also a headliner. Great. And Adam Yenser. And then I've got uh, The Jasons, which is like a duo, funny, comedic band. And then um, I'm interviewing Mark uh, Brazil, who created that 70s show. Oh, that's cool, right? Is that going to be the Q&A? Yeah.
0: Oh, I love yeah. it. Oh, I'm I'm there. Oh, good. Yeah. 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 And I
1: met him already. He's such a nice guy. Like really really down to earth and nice. Oh, that's yeah.
0: going to be fantastic.
1: Yeah, I think it's I'm excited about this show a lot. I love getting people that like are just nice people on the show. Yeah, that's
0: important. You know, important. like I don't
1: I don't think I have a pretentious vibe about my show which I really no, like. It's yeah. kind of like
0: and it's wholesome not and- eviscerating hardcore roast shit.
1: Yeah. I- I- No, I don't like that either. I don't
0: like when it's really hardcore and mean. And I don't like really (laughs) dirty
1: shows. Like I, like I purposefully make it so, like my, you know, the comics I have on aren't like super. They're not not vulgar. I don't censor anyone, but I just don't have comics that are like super dirty. Right. I noticed that. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. You know. Like we have the occasional f bombs on the show here. Yeah. But I'm the same way. And my material is not vulgar. I don't really... Okay, so what's your opinion on female comics that play that card?
1: I just think it's too obvious now and too easy, you know? And it's like it's become this weird... Like people pretend that it's feminism when I'm like, I don't really... I don't see it as feminism. I see it as women trying to be like men, which is actually the opposite of feminism. Instead of embracing what makes them different than men... You know, and embracing their vulnerabilities and embracing the fact that like maybe they do want, you know, real relationships and don't want to just sleep with everybody, you know, instead of instead of embracing that they're like kind of, you know, I can be like a man and trying to be all tough and everything and. I don't know. I just don't think that's real feminism. I don't think
0: it's real feminism and I don't think it's funny.
1: Yeah, I don't (laughs) think. That's probably the main problem.
0: That's the main problem. And also, you
1: know, nothing has shock value anymore because everyone's gone so dirty and so crass. that nothing shocks you anymore. Like I get in the, I think in the 90s, like people went through like this shock phase where it's like, ooh, you're going to talk about really edgy stuff. But now when people try to be edgy, you're kind of like, no, that's been done. That's been done. The that's shock, shock value been has been
0: done. Yeah, I think it's
1: everything's been done. Way so. more
0: impressive to hit just areas of the brain where you don't see the joke going in that direction. Yeah. That's what thrills me. And it's like I love more that. specific
1: to a person's personality rather yes. than trying to be like a copycat of a different comic. Like I right. see that a lot where people are like imitating Amy Schumer, imitating yes. you know, comics that they think, you know, they look up to, but
0: delivery. Yeah, and the delivery the intonation of their voice. Yeah, they're just and,
1: imitating. They're not. they It's not their own voice, right? You know, like I have all these pet peeves about delivery, about people like going down on the punchline or da, 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 da. <laughs> You know, like certain delivery patterns yeah. you hear all the time, right? i think almost i like to watch other
0: comics um but i am very careful of that i try yeah. not to indoctrinate because sometimes you can accidentally indoctrinate if you've just listened That's because true. it's sort of like a dance oh yeah musical yeah
1: well i like and, lo- watching old comics like i love watching old woody allen or old ellen degeneres like i really lo- I love, love them. i love their old stuff you so. know, I, I
0: want to revisit the old Ellen DeGeneres because I really liked her when she came so out. So good. She was yeah, so unique. I still unique. like her. Just, I'm a huge She's fan She's so of
1: her. unique yeah. and so clean, but so clever and doesn't talk about sex at all. Like, it's amazing. She doesn't talk about dating, doesn't talk about sex. Like, it's like its own, like, weird kind of thing. And look where she
0: is now. I know. And She's huge. Yeah, and it. Yeah. she was always very, her material, her sets were just off the charts funny. Yeah, and, and, and very, without going
1: individual like she wasn't Mm -hmm. trying to be anyone else you can really tell she's just very true to herself and then in terms of uh actors who are your uh influences not to interrupt but also i just i like that she didn't get up and you know in her act it's like if she started today she'd feel like my first three jokes have to be about being lesbian Mm -hmm. she doesn't talk you know it's like i feel like everyone now has to tell you who they are instead of you figuring it out on your own yeah. you know, based on what people are interested in talking about. Like yeah. they have to be like, I'm a lesbian, I'm black, I'm yeah. a woman. Instead of just being like, I have this weird perspective on something. Like that's what I think is more interesting.
0: Oh man, let's hang out again. Yes. I want to talk, talk more about that because I have, people are pressuring me. I mean, how many times have you heard people say, tell them who you are right away. Tell them well, who you t- are right away. You can, but don't
1: I, say it in a yeah. way that's like... I so am a obvious. mixture of this right. person and that person, right. or, you know, tell it in a weird way. But I wonder what would happen if we just, you know,
0: yes, we take the advice, but then we just kind of do our own thing anyway, you know? Yeah, and, you should always and, do and that. And let it just organically fall where it may. What did you ask that I interrupted? Oh, I wondered who your influences were in terms of acting and like actors. Oh, and actors. Um, Anyone you admire that's taking it by a storm right now?
1: huh it's funny it's like I've stopped really caring about acting <laughs>
0: I like mostly just think about comedy I can, I can easily forget about it as yeah. well yeah I mean like the there are a lot of actresses so
1: I like but I there's nobody where I mean I, lo- I I've always liked Diane Keaton but she's older mm-hmm, you know I always mm-hmm. like the like old school act I love I've always loved uh Sissy Spacek Diane Keaton uh, what's her name? Uh, Frances McDormand. Yeah. Like those like oh, you're you know, yeah, but those are like old school. In the, I can't I think mean, of old anyone right now. Is where here I'm to like, stay
0: though. They're I know. not going anywhere with those. I, I mean, they're think think so confident with their craft. Exactly.
1: And, right now, I'm just like, yeah, there's some. Good actors, but I can't think of any for some reason. Can you? Um, well,
0: I'm really uh, kind of obsessed with Laura Linney right now. Oh, well, she's Ozark. also of that same ilk. Y- yeah, I just think she's, she's always
1: been. Oh, I didn't really, watch that show. Is it good? Oh, it's so good. It is? Okay. It's really good.
0: So uh, so yeah, I'll, hey, all you locals, please go check out Erica Rhodes' comedy variety show. It's really amazing. The date again, Erica. Um, it's October 30th. October 30th. And it's the the last Monday of every of, month. Of every yeah, And month. it's called the Nightlight Comedy Show. At Open Space. Yes. And where can we find you? Um, social media? Yeah, and social website. media is probably
1: best. I have a website that's ericaroadscomedy.com, but I haven't, I need to update it. Um, so most of the stuff I keep updated is social media. So at Erica Rhodes on Twitter and Erica Rhodes on Facebook. And Erica, Erica Rhodes. Rhodes 22 on Instagram. Erica Rhodes 22 on Instagram, <laughs>
0: and she's fun to follow.
1: Aww. Check
0: out Erica Rhodes. Thank you for joining us, and Erica, uh, thank you so much for being oh, here. Thanks for it's having me. It's been a me, blast. Sarah,
1: you're great. We'll hang out. Yes, please. To be continued. Let's drink some more. <laughs> Let's drink. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>